Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. This segment of Remodeling Mastery is really dedicated very specifically to sales mastery within the remodeling sales process. You know, I think if you think about kind of what's happened over the course of the last couple of years, we've seen probably bigger shifts as it relates to the consumer and how they're reacting in the sales process than almost anything else. We talk about the headwinds with supply chain and price escalation and all of that, but we've seen, I think, a more significant side of the shift on the consumer side. You know, many years ago, I heard a little uh, quote from a friend of mine who was receiving an award, and he said in his acceptance speech, you know, if a business is not changing, it'll become irrelevant. I remember thinking at the time that that was probably the ultimate insult for any business or any person has become irrelevant. So, you know, I remember speaking to a good friend of mine in Southern California that I was working with at the time, and he said, you know, I really don't really like the word change as it relates to kind of what we're doing. We already have our processes, we already have our systems, but I really like the word that all business, all people need to adjust. So another word for adjusting, I think, that's quite relevant right now is a word pivot. Now, I've used that word quite a bit. It really resonates for me. I think there's so many things in life that you can really kind of see by pivoting slightly. It's a matter of avoiding those mistakes, but it's also a matter of creating those opportunities. If you're driving along in a car, you have to pivot to avoid, for example, another car swerving by you or maybe a pothole to avoid, I think, something that could be pretty negative. Similarly, if in sports you're a quarterback, you have to slightly pivot so that the defensive lineman doesn't get you. Now you have an opportunity or lane to throw certainly a very positive pass. You know, probably in sports, the most direct kind of definition of pivot that was shared with me by my friend was, you know, think about it in terms of basketball. You know, there's an actual term within basketball that we pivot. And if you uh, don't pivot properly, it turns into traveling, which is obviously a foul. So in pivoting in basketball, you have one foot that you keep in the same place and you pivot with your other foot. I think if you think about what's happening out in the environment today, that's really what I'm encouraging is that you pivot. You have one foot that you keep into the history, the legacy, everything, your processes, but you're also light enough a foot that you can move the other foot around to do what you need to do to adjust. So I'm going to give you some specific pivots, specific sales techniques for pivoting. And more than anything, these are here to not only give you kind of insights to reflect on the subject, but also specific ideas and maybe even a few techniques that will help you moving forward. So the first is it all starts with the right mindset. 
you know, you have to have kind of a pivoting mindset. That mindset is not, we've done it this way, it'll work, because a lot of things today don't work the way they did literally 12 months ago when the client was very different. They were captured, they were hunkered down, they were empathetic, they were thirsty about doing projects, the phones was ringing off the hook. Well, that's not the case right now. Matter of fact, a friend of mine said that, you know, homeowners today are feral, And I looked up that little definition because I certainly know it as having a feral cat many years ago. But I looked up the definition and it said feral means escape from captivity. And that's really what's happened for the homeowner today. In many ways, there's a lot of other things competing with their dollars. Matter of fact, a friend of mine in the travel industry said the number one competitor for homeowners today in home remodeling is travel. And as you think about or go to the airport, you realize there's a lot of truth to that. So as it relates to the mindset here that you need to begin to kind of think about, number one is you and your salespeople really need to adjust and have their ear to the ground. And what I mean by that is they really need to be listening, listening in terms of the subtleties of what the client is saying, listening to what the marketplace is telling them. But you need to listen a lot more than just kind of forge through your remodeling process. The other thing I think more than ever, and I love this adage or little quote from many years ago, but I think it's especially relevant now, and that is professional leaves nothing to chance. You know, we're seeing a lot more cancellations than we've ever seen in the past. Well, I would argue that's in large part your fault for uh, allowing that to happen. A professional leaves nothing to chance. You've got to go overboard all the way through the process to make sure your assumptions are in fact correct and you're putting kind of a bow on decisions and issues along the way. And then number three, I think you do have to be more agile. You have to be more light of foot today. And if you think about that agility and light of footness, you know, again, it's very critical if you want to pivot properly in the process, that's what you have to do. And again, as I said before, you know, the environment for you right now in sales, remodeling sales, is not a bad environment. Matter of fact, in a recent survey that Google had done, they said homeowners that have have done a project in the last two years during kind of these pandemic times, 68% are teeing up, teeing up a new project to do. So the homeowners are there, the thirst is there. It's just that we need to adjust based on the environment. And most of the homeowners are really only interested today in talking to, you know, one, maybe two people. Matter of fact, Google also highlighted that 40% of the homeowners are only talking to one remodeler right now, and another 20 are only talking to two. So you're talking about 60% of the, of the opportunities out there. It's who's showing up, and if they do a good job, don't screw it up because 68% are going to likely do the project and they're likely not to be talking. Regardless of how many people they say they're talking to, the reality is that they're not necessarily talking to that many people. So your most important competitor continues to be, and you've heard this from me many, many times, 
the client themselves. It's not other remodelers. It's not other architects, builders. It's the client. And if you really understand and become a better therapist on their fears, their ignorance, their overwhelm, a better marriage counselor, a little bit more of that tour guide to take them through the process, I think you'll be more successful. So I've created a list of seven pivots that I think that you need to think about in this sales process. And I want you to just reflect on these seven and almost see them as a checklist. But more importantly, what are your pivots? What are you seeing out there that you need to adjust? And adjusting one or two degrees is the difference between taking a flight from Washington, D.C. to San Diego and ending up in San Diego versus ending up in Mexico. It's not major change. It's adjustments of one or two degrees that you need to do in the sales process. So number one on my list, I've kind of highlighted as go deep, not just wide. The relationship that you have with clients is really, really critical going back to their fears and their ignorance. So if you're talking to the client up front over the phone just to see if, in fact, they're the right fit for you, spend not 15 or 20 minutes, spend 30 minutes over the phone. If you go deeper, it will create a relationship. And when you have a relationship, there, there's an element of trust and you can start to guide the process. Similarly, at the in-home visit, if it's a typically a one-hour, hour-and-a-half visit, then increase it by 20%, 30%. Go deeper. Go deeper into the relationships that you want to have with that particular client, and you're going to be, I think, more successful. It's all about the time, and if you can quantify the amount of time, it is definitely something that will help you in, in, in the process. Number two on my list is use logic, not just the feelings that you have in the sales process. So what do I mean by that? There's this been adage that was said many years ago that I really love is people buy emotionally but ra- rationalize their decisions logically. If you're not integrating logic, if you're not integrating logic into the sales process, then you're really running the risk of losing the sale. Now, what do I mean by all of that? What I mean simply is that when you're in the moment with a client at their home or on a Zoom call or whatever it happens to be, there's a lot of buzz and excitement. But once you're off, that buzz and excitement is gone. The reality of life, the interest rates, the challenges in terms of global issues, all of those things kind of sink in, and that's where the seed of doubt sinks in. So what you need to do is in the course of the sales process, you need to integrate logic into the process. So a couple of examples of logic. It might be, for example, that if they're wondering about costs, because they see commodity costs go up and down, you might highlight you know, that over the course of the last three to four years, we've seen about an 18% increase in remodeling costs per year. And that's surely going to continue into 2023. So who wants to spend, you know, 15 to 20% more than they're spending now if, in fact, they drag, drag their feet? Or it could be the logic cost of moving versus staying, that if, in fact, they decide to move, the act of moving is generally about 10 to 20% of the cost of the new home. So these are logic, these are facts 
You can also focus on the end in mind in terms of the project. If they say, for example, that they really want to do it, you ask them when would they like to wake up in their new master suite, and they tell you at that point they'd like to have it done by, let's say, uh, mid-next year, then you can actually play out and do reverse timelines and other things that help them to really understand the logic and the urgency, so to speak, of getting started now. But the more you can quantify and create logic and not just feelings into their decision, the more likely that you're going to be able to be successful in the sales process today. Number three on my list of sales pivots is you've got to right size the project that you're working with a client. Now, I was working with a, a, a group on this and they didn't like the idea of me, me talking about that you need to sell down a little bit, not just sell up in today's environment. But the reality is that Cleveland Research did some interesting uh, uh, discoveries on this subject, and they realized that that uh, homeowners today have a huge desire to do the project, and they're willing to compromise on the specification, the finishes, and even design to get their new space. Now, we have a tendency to, in the, the remodeling process, to let the project kind of grow out of control, to fantasize to the point where all of a sudden you're forcing the client from the initial budgeting to say no because it's creeped to a point that it's just not feasible anymore. You have to reverse that flow. You have to be the voice of reason and talk about how they can phase the project and what the priorities are and the things they have to do today to not let the house die or let their asset uh, be compromised and make sure that you're at least bundling a project, not uh, squelching the, the, the fantasies, but bundling a project that's very, very doable uh, in today's environment. And if, in fact, you can be that voice of reason, you're more likely to get the sale, even though the actual initial sale might be a little bit less in terms of the dollar volume, it will absolutely pay off in the long run very, very uh, uh, strongly for you. Uh, another number four on my list was uh, it, it's important that you uh, have a great sales mastery type of sales presentation today. You know, I learned this lesson many, many, many years ago by, you know, homeowners just not really knowing who you are, how you're different. I asked audiences over the over the years, you know, how many in a group of 100 people out there think you have a great outcome, a great quality work? All the hands go up. How many of you have, you know, a great team? How many How many of you feel like, you know, you're a great business and you, with integrity and all that? All the hands, of course, go up. But that really doesn't differentiate you. So you have to have tools, sales presentation tools to tell your story. Now, one technological uh, example of that is working with a group like Engage. You know, they will help you with this particular type of tool and sales presentation. But there's many, many different ways you can do it. But at a minimum, do not keep your story a secret. You've got to go deeper in terms of 
educating them about the industry, talking to them about your history, what you care about, but also how those values really benefit the homeowner. You got to talk about your credentials today and how they're really different from others. But another interesting thing is weave in, you know, some of the elements just about your story that are unique in terms of your community involvement as well as certainly your your sales process itself. Okay. Number 5 on my list is I think Team selling today is more important in this pivoting kind of mode. And when I talk about team selling, I'm not saying you show up with, you know, an entourage of people at the client's home, but weave in other members of your team in terms of the selling process. If you're doing a little bit more virtual things, have, you know, occasionally a production person or have maybe a building science person or have even a a marketing person that's involved in that process that can provide some value to the client. When you're talking to the client in their home, talk about and introduce some of the different team members and how they will, in addition to you, help the client really solve their needs. You know, also don't hesitate to weave in some of your strategic alliances as really part of that team cell. Highlight what that experience is going to be, having those multiple doctors, so to speak, with their patient being the project and really helping it to to move to the next level. Okay, number six on my list is speed. Now, There's a lot of companies with a lot of backlogs, but we're seeing some of those backlogs be a little herky-jerky. So you need to realize that speed does sell. You know, there's some good friends of mine in this business that actually use speed as their biggest differentiator. Their ability to not only get back to the client quickly, to design the project quickly, to be able to uh, move it into the permitting and certainly production process quickly because Homeowners have been so uh, 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 hunkered down for so many, this concept of just dragging it out for long periods of time is not good, and they're willing to pay very much of a premium for speed. So speed does sell. Time kills deals. And what's interesting about this is we see that homeowners' disposition shifting is you don't know who the homeowner's going to be six months, nine months, a year from now if you don't move it along more quickly. So think about this when it comes to the prospects, and I think you can drill into this pretty deeply. Prospects fall into three categories. They're the ones that you can fast-track the ones that want to methodically go through a normal process, and then the kind of the looky-loose, so to speak, that want to drag. Think of it like travel. you got the speed bullet trains, you've got the commuter train, and then you've got the scenic trains. You know, clients fall into those categories. So needless to say, there's a lot less resistant if you want to move towards a faster type of sale to really be able to not only isolate those three categories but be able to put the spotlight on the folks that want that bullet train or want to move along certainly uh, more, more quickly in the process. And number seven on my list, and, you know, there's so many others that you could add, but number seven on my list, which is a little bit different kind of notion, and that is today more than ever, 
technology, technology is a sales tool. Now, what do I mean by that? It's not just it's easier to do certain things leveraged, leveraging technology. Of course it is. However, what I'm trying to refer to is don't keep it a secret that you have certain technologies into your company. I know there's a company that I work with in the Midwest that actually added a slide to their sales presentation that just showed all the different technology that would benefit the homeowner or benefit the client, starting certainly with measuring tools uh, to be able to do that and leveraging technologies as Matterport or Hover or some of the different technologies, then moving on into some of their simple CAD-type tools and showing how this helps them to visualize what the project is before they want to dive into it. Then those technologies even go further with some of their production scheduling tools and estimating tools that really show the client, you know, how they're getting, I think, some of the latest and greatest technologies. And certainly they can be anywhere in the world uh, communicating you with you through technologies and certainly having Zoom meetings when they're traveling and not necessarily having to always be face-to-face with you on site. So by integrating the technologies in terms of the client experience, not keeping it a secret, it really can help you, I think, to create the comfort but help you to differentiate yourself. So I really want to kind of summarize kind of what we're talking about today. And that really gets down to, you know, we're in a different time. The time is not... 180 degrees difference, but it's time to pivot. It's time to pivot one, two, three degrees. And if you just take some of these little tips and some of these little ideas and you really try to focus on how do you make the client experience in the sales process less stressful? How do you make it easier? How do you make it a little bit more transparent? You're going to get not all of the sales, but if you just get one more out of 10, you might be increasing your sales by 30 or 40%. If you just try to really encourage the client to not get overly zealous in terms of the scale and the scope of the work, you're going to get one more of those out of 10 that don't back off or cancel along the way. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this particular segment of Remodeling Mastery. And if you can just integrate some of these things into your game, you're going to see a lot more success. Take care of it.